0: Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union podcast. We're back once again with me, Abraham, the Dementor Deweese, Brian, the Slytherin, Solak, Ravenclaw, Richard Reich, Michelson, and Matt Hufflepuff by name in Hufflepuff by game page
1: what's yeah. happening uh, i'm not a hufflepuff i, I still and insist that
2: I when did you were a hufflepuff when did you get all obsessed with harry potter
0: when did i get all obsessed with harry potter probably 2001 oh, whenever okay. the book came out
1: all right <laughs> look so look holly been eager to, to, to spice this in you know and, and and add this to the show i noticed you didn't name anyone a gryffindor and Gryffindors are the jocks
0: well, I'll I'll put it this, this way. I'll put it this they're way. Whenever the whenever the books came out, that was the last time the Mariners were any had any relevance. And finally, for <laughs> oh. damn one damn week, they are finally relevant again. Yeah, in the last twenty halfing right
3: now, as yes. we speak. Yes, they are. In fact, yeah, they swept a doubleheader today, and they are what a half game up on the Angels and. Uh, my beloved Red Sox are in first place, and the oh Seattle Sounder, <laughs> Seattle Sounders start tomorrow night. And I think we should s- start off with the Seattle Sounders because we have our expert, Rich, with us tonight. Uh, Rich, the Se- Sounders play Minnesota tomorrow night. Care to give us a, a quick analysis of what to expect?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a new a new world um a whole new lot. world yeah, don't close your eyes oh yeah, sorry let's stop ahead. let's stop <laughs> um uh, we don't need to go back to when you were in uh, middle school abe um anyway um those seem was... to be regressing tonight oh my gosh it's so bad <laughs> um we, we get it you want to regrasp re- your childhood abe but you need to stop at least in public spaces um <laughs> but um, but seriously, the, the Sounders have probably the biggest turnover they've had um, since perhaps uh, 2013, as far as uh, continuity and, and key players leaving. Um, we're looking in all likelihood at, at a new formation, uh, some sort of formation with two forwards, which we haven't done since uh, the heyday of Clint uh, Dempsey and Obafemi Martins back in 2015. And, um, you know, we're going to have a bunch of young kids playing, probably the most uh, for the Sounders since probably their opening season in 2009 when wow. um, you had a whole bunch of, you know, experienced veterans mixed in with a, a fair number of young players. Uh, it's hard to remember, but, you know, um, you know Freddie Montero, who is back, is now a veteran. But, you know, at the time when we signed him way back in 2009, he was, uh, what, all of 20 years old. Um, you know, Brad Evans, we think of him as the grizzled, grizzled captain, but he, he was like a 22, 23 year old young player, um, you know, who had to kind of prove himself. So, um, we're kind of, kind of going back to that type of, uh, of a, of a season. This is going to be a bit of a reset, um, with some opportunities. Um, and we have a rematch of the Western conference finals against, uh, Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's had some changes. Um,
0: Which, hang on, by the way, let's not, mm-hmm. let's uh, I, before you get into their lineup. Sure. Let's not forget that last year's playoffs, and I realize COVID screwed everything else, you know, screwed the whole year up, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but let's not forget that we had the biggest comeback, or at least most exciting comeback, maybe in... MLS playoffs history?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that's right. We did um, last time we faced off against Minnesota United. Um, they kind of kicked our tails for about seventy minutes of the game, and um, the head coach had to uh, put in, bring in a couple of uh, you know starters who who were reserves because they weren't fully fit. They didn't have a, a full game ready to go, and so he had. Uh, both Gustav Svensson and Kelvin Learnan come in. Um, uh, Svensson in the defensive midfield, Lierhen as the right back, um, and they really changed that that game. And then it was just wave after wave of Sounders' attack until finally we got a game-winning goal uh, very late in the game, uh, headed in off a corner kick uh, from Gustav Svensson. That's is after, you know, really just p- peppering the the Minnesota goal for probably. You know, fifteen minutes, and there's so many, so many other chances to put the game, you know, put put goals into the net, and, and get the the game. You know, honestly, the Sounders could have scored six in that last fifteen minutes of the game. They had so many good opportunities, um, and then that sadly, you know, I'm I'm gonna address the elephant in the room, but that led to uh, you know them getting their tails kicked in MLS Cup, losing three to nothing, biggest uh, biggest loss in MLS history in MLS Cup. Um yeah, but the
0: fourth but the fourth and uh Amos cup that the Sounders have been to went sure. two. So you yep. give me you give me two and four or two of four in a what five year span?
2: mm mm-hmm. Come on, yeah, that ain't it's bad. Pretty damn good. No, yeah, I agree. It's pretty great. It's 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 been an outstanding run. I mean you you could not ask for more. And I mean, quite frankly, since the, the founding of the Sounders in two thousand nine you could not ask for more as a fan um i mean they've won four uh, us open cup uh championships they won a supporter shield as the, uh, the you know the regular senior season winner with the best overall record they did it against the galaxy beating them in the the final uh final match of the season um you know a, a year later they knocked the galaxy out of the playoffs Um, the year after that, they won their first title, um, and, you know, went to, you know, gone to four finals in, in, in five years. And, um, you know, that's four, I mean, in soccer terms, they don't really like doing pennants like baseball does, but we've won, we are the, you know, four times we've won the Western conference and Mm -hmm. we get a trophy for that. I don't know where it's stored, but, but you do get a trophy for that. Um, I know the it's, other trophies are in the in the 90.
0: It's stored ac- across the Columbia River so that whenever anybody from <laughs> Portland drives into Washington State, they have to look at it. They have to look uh, at it.
1: <laughs> stand it right there across the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big spotlight on it.
0: Right in Vancouver.
1: <laughs> look at this. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so, well, looking, look, you know, that, that, that's the past looking ahead this year. I mean, who, who do we have to fear? Who, who who's, who's the hot team this year? What do you think? What do you, what do you like?
0: Rich, can um, I take this one first? Um, because I, yeah, I, I wrote an article on Seattle dot and it looks like the team that beat us, the Columbus crew are still one of the teams to beat. And you got to keep in mind, they have a coach who rich the coach of the Columbus crew had been brutalizing the Sounders for years as a Portland timber coach. And does it, did it yet again last year, right?
2: Um, I mean, to be fair, I think brutalized is a, is a great overstatement of Caleb Porter. He, he is a a fine coach. How about irritated, annoyed and harassed? Yes. Yes. He, Uh, He, he seemed to have a big chip on his shoulder all the time. Um, but i mean he had the, he had the coaching equivalent of being uh you know a huge flopper in basketball um, really but but also i mean just to be fair uh i mean portland basically misses the playoffs every other year that's, yeah, that's but just it, what they do
0: yeah but it seems and like it seems like they always come up the the
2: the years that they do well they make deep runs it's true. They they That's have Caleb uh, two, two deep runs. They've gone to two MLS Cup finals. Uh, they did win one MLS Cup, um, and so I mean the grand total of the trophies that they've won um, is one MLS Cup and two Western Conference championships. <clears throat> yeah,
0: um, okay. and, and, and so and Caleb Porter has a third one. With- yeah, he
2: has a he has a, he has a third one with with Columbus. Um, and really, he's assembled a, a fantastic squad. Uh, I mean, they're they're deep and they have talent and they signed some really good free agents this year. I think that they will be the class of the Eastern Conference along with uh, Philadelphia Union um, and in the West. I mean, it's it's uh, LAFC with Carlos Vela and uh, Edward Atuesta and um, Diego, Rossi Diego Rossi are really the, yeah. the kind of the stars of the, that show. And it's really, I mean, honestly, LAFC probably are a level above the Sounders at this point. And sadly, I think Portland's probably a little bit better as well. They just have a, a really good collection of veterans and, and youngsters that seem to have clicked. They have a good, a good amount of chemistry with their new coach, uh, Gio, Giovanni uh, Savarese. They, um, they played in the Champions League, the CONCACAF. Champions League. So that's uh, the regional champions of all of North American, Central American and Caribbean uh, get together and have a big, uh, a big tournament and uh, Portland and uh, actually Portland and Columbus were both in that and they both looked excellent um, and, and knocked out their competitors. Um, hey, so Matt, they've moved on to the quarterfinals. Hey Matt, so, you like,
0: you like this though, since the Sounders got bumped in the first round last year, last summer, uh-uh. Uh, yeah. You won't see half the team going out to CONCACAF oh. or to international play.
1: Yeah, yeah that's my, true. My biggest gripe is always that they, they loot half of our team for international conference or, you know, uh, championships that don't matter to the local MLS Cup, you know, and, well, and yeah. then we Here, lose like four games or, in the middle or, of the season.
0: Right. Or make our team play in these other ter- tournaments that, like, I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't think this U S open really matters. Like why? Uh, I don't care. Yeah. You really don't,
2: don't care because you were a fan the first four years when they won three titles and went to another final.
0: Well, I mean, That's, like, well, <clears throat> winning the U S <throat> open is good when you don't have regular, like actual real championships. It's like, it, it it's like, okay. If it's professional wrestling, I'm happy winning the intercontinental Peruvian belt, but Mm -hmm. like,
2: come on, you want the world heavyweight title, don't you? Sure, sure. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I think MLS Cup is the thing, but the Sounders as an organization have an attitude that is really not matched anywhere else in Major League Soccer, which is they want to win everything, every competition. Everything now, you can't yeah. put all of your resources into everything all the time because you—it's it's just impossible. But if you ask the head coach, if you ask the GM, if you ask the owner, they want to win. They want to compete in everything, and um, I don't think that's going away. Speaking of which, I know you guys don't like these other competitions, but you're all wrong, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> but the Senators are going to compete in a in another. Um, Another tournament this oh, year against God. Liga MX. It's called the Leagues uh, Cup, and wow. it's a it's a knockout tournament. There's going to be uh, teams from both major an equal number of teams from Major League Soccer and um, uh, Mexicans top division uh, Liga MX, and um, they're going to play a home and home series. Um, and then the you know the team that has the most goals at the end of that moves on to the next the next round. Um, and, uh, that will happen in the middle, middle of the season.
1: Yeah. This and is a quick, this well, is basically... he, here's hoping, here's hoping we lose immediately then. Okay. Well, just, just yeah, agree. Out. um, what's the, here, wait? actually that, 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 that there's a bigger question. What is the benefit to the Sounders to, to be in all these, these uh, extracurricular tournaments?
2: I will I mean, tell is you there a lot of money. It, it, there actually is a fair amount of gate revenue. And revenue right now, especially post-COVID, is really important. Um, so that's that's one thing. Um, prestige is another thing, but how about more more relevant to your sounders winning stuff is it's extra games for the young players to play. Okay, remember there's no there's no real minor leagues. Yes, there's the, the Tacoma Defiance, but the the difference between Defiance and um, the Sounders is really like the difference between the Mariners and single A. It's good, like it gets you repetitions, it gets you competition, but it's really hard to level up from that level all the way up to the first squad. So that has been an ongoing problem, and the really the only way you do is to play more games against tougher competition and this is a way to do that so that's why from a very practical i want to win games in, in major league soccer the more competitions the sounders are in and the more games they get in those competitions especially if they can win that means that the youngsters have to be playing well otherwise you don't win and the youngsters need to have repetition so it's it's kind of a virtuous cycle if they can get get going on this now. Matt. So hang
0: on, hang on, hang on. Uh, mm-hmm. just quick thing quickly for those of us, sure. uh, not named Richard Michelson. Sure. When he's yeah. guys, when he said single a in your head, were you thinking, be careful, you be careful.
1: Are, are you talking down about our aquasox?
0: No, I'm talking about rich saying,
1: oh, no. I know mean, it's that's the equivalent of my... to,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. it's like uh, rich for a second there do you do you remember uh yeah you were close do you remember like when luke (laughs) when Luca went luke skywalker went into you know uh the bar you know at maz eisley oh sure yeah yeah and he said you know he bumped into some guy and, and he said you better be careful right And he was like you were Luke Skywalker and I was gonna say like you be careful or you be dead you know um, <laughs> you don't mock the single A, but I digress.
2: I'm not back m- to- <laughs> I'm not mocking it. I'm just saying that the, 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 the level, reference The level of competition is 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 just not it's just not close. There's just not enough um, stuff there. see yeah, I was, was see done. I was giving you an out. But now you just keep that
0: knife, that knife. Dig- that knife. Dig- Your just, analogy
2: just, is, 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 the knife. is inaccurate and irrelevant. C- can I ask a question from the Fairweather <laughs> sure, fan, sure. please? <laughs> yes, go ahead, Brian. <laughs>
3: from what you're saying, it sounds like to me that the Sounders are rebuilding. Am I wrong? I mean, is, do they even have a chance this year, or is this just going to be a
2: long year? No, they have a chance. They're not rebuilding. um do you remember those 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 Billy Bean A's in the early 2000s, right? Yep, yep. Where every season it looked like the A's were a complete effing mess, right? They had their veterans. They had their good players. You knew who the good players were. But they never had enough, right? Yep. And so they'd kind of scuffle along for two months, figuring what the crud is going on. And then in the middle of the season, they'd start moving players and trades and signing, you know – doing you know uh pretty nice little you know oh there's an unsigned free agent oh this guy just cleared waivers we'll bring him in and have him you know pitch uh the seventh inning every night and then this other guy oh he you know was playing the independent league and he he's actually going to become our like designated pinch hitter um and you know all of a sudden he he has something left and then you know they make a a couple of trades and um all of a sudden they you know they have a uh, a great designated, uh, you know, designated hitter, and they got the left fielder they need, and then all of a sudden, you know, by the time July rolls around, the A's are rolling, and before you know it, they've won hundred games and are into the playoffs, right? You yeah. remember this? Yeah, I do. That's that's the Sounders this year. They have every possibility of being like those A's teams.
3: So there's a chance.
2: Okay. There's there's more than a chance. Well, there's a very so good you're telling chance. Telling me there's a chance. More and more than just a chance. Like, okay, the Sounders have two players who were best eleven um players. That's that's the MLS equivalent of all pro. Okay. They they have uh Nicolas Ladero, they have Raul Ruiz Diaz. These are these are legitimately top five players in their positions in the league. Um and uh, the odds are that you could put uh, st- you can't put stephen not- Fry there too? I think you can. I think you really, really can. He did not win best eleven, and there is a certain element of disrespect for him, uh, which I do not understand. Uh, but uh, the only the only other player in the league at goalkeeper that, or there's there's two probably that you could really say that might be better than him, is Matt Turner out in New England, who I think is a better. You know, he, he's renowned for his shot stopping, and then uh, Andre Blake in uh, Philadelphia. Is also renowned for their st- shot stopping. Um, but I mean, Stefan Fry is on track to go down as quite possibly the second best goalkeeper to ever play in major league soccer after Nick Romando. Um,
0: former Salt Lake city.
2: Yeah. Former Salt Lake city keeper who also played for the U S national team, uh, for a number of years. Um, and you know he's like five foot two, and you know still s- makes great saves and, and whatnot. I, I, I actually that's not true. He's probably a little taller than that. Um, but you know he's not six two like most most goalkeepers are. So, um, so anyway, you've got you've got these good players right up the middle, and we haven't even mentioned Christian Roldan. We haven't mentioned Jao Paulo, who are both excellent, uh, and we haven't mentioned really Freddie Montero other than in, in passing, um, who I think is going to be a key contributor for this team. So the, the, Mariner, uh, the Mariners, the Sounders have a number of really good veterans, right? Proven players. The Mariners, it's a matter, matter of can we get other players to, uh, you know, to contribute? Can this team mesh? Can it meld? Can it get some chemistry? And can some of the young kids hit, you know, can they, can they, you know, um, get you a few goals or, or become key defenders?
0: you Danny Levis of the world.
2: Danny Leva, Ethan Dobler, uh, Joshua Tencio, um, uh, oh, what is his name? Our our own version of uh, oh, Alfonso Acampo Chavez, who's a, a backup forward. Can can some of these key kids really contribute? Um, that's the key question. It'll really depend it on how how good this determine how good this team is.
3: Do we have a goalie for the future when Fry moves on?
2: Yes, Trey Muse. Um, is the goalie for the future. He's 21 years old. He's on a full season loan to San Diego's um, team. San Diego's team is uh, run by uh, Landon Donovan. They're called the San Diego Loyal. They play in the, the division below Major League Soccer. But they're, uh, they're pretty solid.
3: I have one more question for soccer. Jordan Morris, as we know, blew out his knee. Or But as ACL going to Swansea, is this his last chance or is he going to think he'll be able to come back from his second injury in the what two or three year, last two or
2: three years, whatever it was? Um, by all accounts, his surgery was successful. Um, he, you know, he blew out the other knee. So, uh, you know, positive note. He knows what he has to do. He's done this before, right? The 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 key consideration. I think the 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 only the only X factor on whether or not he comes back are, are a couple things. One, does it heal properly, right? Does he actually yep. get a, a physical healing, and then um, does he main like maintain an an element of his speed? Because when he actually came back. He was just as fast, if not faster, and the leg that he'd blown out the first time was actually stronger and better. Um, but more importantly, he, he actually came back a, a better technical player because really for the first time he had a whole year just to work on his craft, the technical side of his craft. If you recall, he was a youngster in um, Stanford, and so he's a full-time college student um, and limited practice hours. He just never really got very, very you know, a lot of enough reps to get really, really good at some of the technical stuff. Um, and then he, you know, he's good enough physically, but never, never really refined his craft until that year um, when he came back, uh, you know, fully healthy. So I think he can, I don't think he'll go to Europe ever again. I think he'll, he will play the rest of his career in major league soccer, presumably for the Sounders. Um, I, I think the Sounders would let him, you know, give it a shot at in Europe again, but I don't know that that's in the cards for him. Okay,
3: you know what? The, I, I probably said this to you before, but the Sounders really should hire you. You really do know what the hell you're talking about. And <laughs> you are. I appreciate your input, your feedback. So, nice job to you. Thank you.
0: What he's saying is, get off our show.
3: Oh, shut the hell up! Door. Moving
0: on. No, but, but you do. Cool. You do. You really do good uh, analysis. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Kudos. Kudos.
3: Kudos. Kudos, yes. L- moving on, let's talk about those first place Mariners, man.
1: I mean, oh, man. that's a weird statement.
3: That is so. It weird. is a weird statement, but is it something to be excited about, or is this going to be like two years ago, where we went what twelve and three or whatever it was for April, and then we took a dump after that? I mean, th- these mean kids. I mean,
1: that was Vogel Vogelback, or as Vogel- uh, Graham has a has a has a pet name for him. Do you want to
0: do you want to uh, share vo- Vogel Fat?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean,
3: and t- convince me. I mean, I, I'm excited. I mean, Mitch Hanniger is back, and I think he's the leader of this Mariners, and Kyle Seeger is, I mean, just no, I, I don't know if I, it's because of what Kevin Mather said, but he's playing awesome.
0: I agree with you. You know, I, I get excited, too, when my kid, you know, when my kid uh, performs and does well against, you know, 12 other really untalented nobody kids. Um okay. And like the Baltimore Orioles? Like the Baltimore Orioles, yeah. yeah. Man,
1: dude, we beat twice today. Yeah, we're yes. just,
0: you know, most most parents are just too nice to say, your kids suck. I'm not too nice. The Orioles suck.
1: They really
0: wow.
3: suck. You need some faith, buddy. I mean, I thought they got, I had no faith. Come look, on, dude. Look, those
0: Orioles, uh, their players, all have parents that can give them faith. They can all go find a preacher to give them faith. They don't need me to give them faith. What they need me to do is to tell them they suck, so that they can go get better. Um, yeah, well, we take two
3: out of three from Minnesota, and we do well against San Francisco. And I mean, come on, there's things to be positive. San about Francisco, here. the, summer, the White uh, you,
0: you mean the you mean the Giants who still have players from the World Championship run that they can't seem to get rid of. Those oh Giants, word.
3: yeah, and they're they're in second place behind those. West coast Yankees and they got okay. one of the best areas in league. I mean, come on somebody. One of you guys has got to have a little faith in the
2: Mariners. Let's hear it. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be a Debbie downer here, guys. Look, <laughs> look, Um, the Mariners have already have a, have a, I mean, it's not a horrible dif- run differential, but they have a negative eight run differential. And this is not a fancy stat, Abe. You don't have to worry. I'm not bringing up the war or any other, stats to scare you. <laughs> runs scored difference basically the the good teams score more runs than the other teams over the course of a season and it's really hard to win a lot of games if you have a negative run differential so the mariners need to either stop giving up as many runs or score a whole bunch more runs consistently or they're going to be mediocre again and houston's going to run away with the division Fair enough. The I mean, that's think... probably going to
3: happen. I, I uh, agree with that. With uh, Houston, Yeah. Uh, I
1: think.
0: First Go of ahead. all, Rich, first of all, Rich, I am not some like old man, you know, on the bottom floor of an apartment building, uh, but you kind of sound screaming, like, like, shut down, da- turn that music down. You damn kids. Um, well, that's, that's no. your regular voice right there, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, like, uh, the starting pitching is giving up runs left and right. And I don't know why I can, why, why should I get excited, you know, about, about beating Baltimore? You know why? And I know the giants are doing okay for right now, but come on. When I'm, when I'm watching those games against the giants, I'm like, man, this looks like, you know, this, this, looks, this looks like a mediocre team at best.
3: What about Minnesota? They beat two out of three Minnesotas. Minnesota's
0: they're they're about to, that whole city's about to burn down. <laughs> like, oh my gosh Minnesota
1: Minnesota's a young team they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now and they haven't really figured themselves out that they will they'll be fighting for a playoff spot later on this season. That's pretty guaranteed. The yeah. Giants that took the recently revived zombie corpses of Buster Posey and Evan Longoria and order to beat us. And the fact I mean that, that's sad that, that those two guys still had enough juice left to beat us. Um, you know, the Orioles are the worst team in the, in the major league baseball. It's
2: Evan Longoria was going to be the second coming of Frank Robinson.
1: He was for the first half of his career for a good five years. (laughs) He was dropped off a cliff. Uh, and you know, I mean, there, there are points on the, on, on this team right now, there are, there are points to be excited about and there are other things to be optimistic about and there are good things, but there are also a lot of concerning signs, things that make me wonder why they made this decisions out coming out of, out of spring training. Um, and, and some players that are really starting to worry me. Like I'm still, I'm starting to kind of get worried about Evan White. If he's ever going to figure it out.
0: Evan White should have never skipped AAA. I agree with you, Matt. You sent me a message earlier this week about how how big of a mistake that was. And we're seeing, uh, we're seeing, we're seeing the results of that. Dylan Moore, is just a guy and I don't he's know not,
1: why, he's a utility guy he that, that was his
0: yeah he's the 25th yeah. guy on your roster and I don't know why he's starting and 20 and
1: Ty France is turning out is 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 proving me right I was excited about him as part of that trade and sure. he's turning out to be the best part of it
0: sure but you know when you got Taylor Trammell doing nothing and you yeah, got like JP problem. Crawford doing nothing like you you have a good well, fifty percent. You have a good 50%. hitting
3: the ball and playing defense. I call bullshit on that. And and no one no oh, Crawford Crawford
1: is Crawford uh, <laughs> Crawford.
0: Yes, will, he
2: will
1: is. Accept a lower a lower um, amount of production. He's hitting two sixty seven or so on his he's average. Hitting and he's hitting two fifty six. He's gold glove defense, so we're fine.
0: Oh, okay, we can, yeah, I'll take that from a shortstop. You're you're right. I will take that from a shortstop. But let's not forget oh, he has he has one RBI. And he has yeah yeah
1: yeah his glove is why he's on the team right now that's why
0: he's on the team and yeah. I, I'm okay with that but, I, but I'm not gonna hear like he's some great second coming no. of Cal Ripken
3: Jr. No 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 because he's no, no, definitely no, no, no. not never said he was no. I you well, we got a lot of good
1: pieces it. in play you I implied call, it. you implied Hanager Hanager it. obviously <laughs> it, it's great it looks like he's back that that's wonderful he'll have some trade value when we trade him at the deadline. Uh, Marmalade, I still haven't con- been convinced as to why he was ever given a roster spot ever in the first place. And the same goes with Haggerty. Um, I don't know why these guys are on the roster other than we don't have anyone better. And that's kind of sad.
0: Kellenick, right. Okay, Kelenic two years, is not two ready years from yet. now,
1: I sure. I, the thing about Kellenick is he has never pl- played against anyone. He hadn't even, I think he had like ten or 10 or 20 at-bats at double A. Uh, on his record. I, I don't want to make the mistake. They, I, I honestly think they made the mistake with Evan White. They rushed Evan White way too hard. And I don't want to make that mistake with Kalanick. Have him play some at-bats in AAA. Get him some reps at the next level. Get him comfortable. And then bring him
2: up. Don't rush him. So I was going to say that uh, it's all. this is all colored by the ownership and their nonsense uh, in the off season about um, basically trying to cheat Uh, players who are ready out of being ready. So I will say this, that if Klinik is good enough, he should play, right? But um, I can think of one player who's turned out to be any good that skipped AAA for the Mariners. And his name's Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. And the reason that he skipped triple A's, he knocked the holy hell out of the ball in spring training in 1989. He forced us to. He forced his way in. And if Clinic is really ready, he would have forced our hand in uh, spring training. And if he's really ready, he will be hitting like 574 in double A and he'll go up to triple A and he'll hit like 367 and he'll force our hand. So I mean, yeah, this,
1: and, that, I, and that's fine. If, if he does that, then he's earned his way up. That's yeah. I mean, I would be pro I would no problem with that. But the guy has never really had any experience above high A, yeah. and it's not ridiculous to say you need a little more. We want a little more time with development. It's yes. not ridiculous. Well, I mean, no, this,
0: it's not. I'm, I'm in this weird middle ground where, um, everything that freaking uh, the Mariners. Uh, oh God, what's the name? What was the name of the guy? Kevin Mathers. That's right. Um, everything that Kevin Mathers said, I kind of agree with, like, you know, to sound a little bit hypocritical, I kind of agree with, you want to maximize the contract out of these players and you kind of want to make sure they don't come up and just fail like Evan Whitestone. And you waste their seasons. Yeah. Yeah. My big problem with him was (laughs) saying that out loud. (laughs) Yeah. You don't say the quiet
1: part out loud.
0: We desperately,
1: we we need Kyle Lewis back. We'll get him back soon. There's a lineup that desperately needs him. So then, at the top of the lineup, we'll have Kyle Lewis. We'll have um, We'll have Ty France. We'll have Crawford. Oh, he's at the bottom. Um, we'll have you know some 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 bats that you know maybe about four people who can actually hit for average. Uh, starting off the 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 uh, the the batting order, but the bottom line is you mentioned the pitching Abraham. I, I, I don't know why they keep trying to force Justin Dunn into a starting role. He needs to be a reliever. I agree. Um, I'm ready to move on from Kikuchi. Um, oh, Sheffield my God. He, Kikuchi's
3: by. on his... I uh, totally
1: 100% disagree with Kikuchi. Okay. He's I, coming I, to
3: his own. Sorry to interrupt you, but I call.
1: I'm ready to move on. Um, and then I I, I, I... I knew it. I knew it from day one. I, I knew that Chris Flexen... Would be, a uh, you know, really good in the Korean leagues, but not so good in the American, the American leagues. I don't know why we signed him. We have a, we have a pitching staff that is just patchwork.
0: And and we knew Paxton, and we knew Paxton, and we knew Paxton was going to get injured. I personally, I personally thought May, I thought he'd last till May.
1: I thought he'd get through at least one start. Yeah. (laughs) Not, not only like one inning. Um, you know,
2: disappointing. So I I have a question for you, and I don't know the answer to this, but it seems like the Mariners have had a tremendously hard time for a generation developing and keeping starting pitchers healthy.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's pretty much a, the, the 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 reality is, is that everyone across baseball has that same problem.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, that that you're not wrong, but you know, there's there's been a bunch of pretty solid work that shows that it's it's a uh it's an organizational problem because it's it's proportionately worse in the mariners than other places than than you would you would think and consistently but that's um you know well i I would
1: i would say we've actually if you want to focus on a problem uh, from our farm system and our development system is we haven't been able to consistently develop bats we have all these guys that, can, that that can hit. We draft them out of college and then they get to like high A or double A and they fizz out, you know, and it's like, are we scouting bad? Are we not training them well? What are we missing when, you know, there's, I, there's other organizations out there that are just cranking out hitters left and right. I think
0: you're both wrong. I think we're bad at doing both. Okay. That's probably <laughs> accurate.
2: That's probably the right answer. I mean, like, honestly, like what was the last star that w- the Mariners developed? I mean, either all on their own through the farm system, or like traded for talent and then developed it. You Did know? Well, Kyle Lewis? Kyle? Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, he was a
2: rookie in the
1: year. That's that's. crazy. I, I think so Rich fun. is
0: looking. I think Rich is looking back from the current crop of whatevers. Like, okay. what, um, Like, was Kettle Marte through our system? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Kettle Marte, but obviously he's with Arizona. You know, lightning it on fire. Was Chris Taylor through our system? Yes. Okay. Yep.
1: Again, traded away,
2: traded away.
1: We broke him and then we sent him to the Dodgers for nothing and they fixed him.
2: him. (laughs) So like, let me, let me put, let me give you a perspective because while I I love the Mariners, I am quite frankly, a casual fan. Um, I don't live in Seattle, the area anymore. I live in Utah. I only get to see the Mariners a few times a year on national TV if I bother to pull it up. Um, I just know a handful of players, and I know like I know some baseball stars, right? The Mariners have not developed like a star themselves in a really long time.
0: Yeah, you'd have to go to Felix, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, really. Felix, and before that, it was probably
2: Arod was the well, last I mean, one. Even 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 after Arod, like in that in in uh, interim. Oh. Right. we
1: signed Ichiro. We didn't develop him.
2: No, we we signed Ichiro, but I'm I'm even thinking of, um. You know there were uh, there 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 were a few other players that were, um maybe not totally developed by our own farm system, but at least like were kind of like, um. Oh gosh, Goody Gutier- like I don't know Gutierrez. I guess he was a trade, but uh, Mike Cameron was a trade as well. I wouldn't no, call I mean, them – I wouldn't call him.
0: I wouldn't call them stars or household names though.
2: That's true. That's probably true. But I mean it's been a long time. Like the Mariners just aren't very good at it.
0: Well, they
1: I mean they they tried to go in and bring in um spend all that money on that Yankee that played second base.
0: Robinson Cano. Yeah, that oh, Yankee. Yeah. Oh, are you going to be like rich? Cuz Rich refuses to call Ichiro anything but Mr. Suzuki or Suzuki or Ichiro. What? rich. Remember no. Rich, you said no. that you would never call him Ichiro row until he got
2: over himself. Uh, no, I, I said that, <laughs> um, single name stars going by their first name was stupid <laughs> and that, and that you needed to be a superstar to get away with it. So you've accepted it by now. Uh, I mean, the, the, when he won the MVP and the rookie of the year, and led us to like the best regular season, uh, in a century. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got over it. I,
0: okay. Because I got to tell everybody here on this show and out there listening in 2001, you were hopping mad about who is I this just, guy I'm, that's going to put his first name on the back of the Jersey.
2: Well, I, 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 <laughs> I thought it was stupid. Cause I think that the whole Brazilian soccer thing where they go and go by their first name is stupid, but, um, anyway,
1: um, yeah, so I want to I want to I want to move it on here a little bit. There, there's a uh, recently there was an announcement for the, uh, the Atlantic League, in it, which is an independent league that the Major League Baseball uses to test new new rules and 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 look at you know the impact upon games. And uh, they've announced that uh, they're going to try out what's called the double hook rule this year on the Atlantic League, um, which is a modification. Um, rule uh, that is basically what will happen is that there will be a DH in the game but the second you pull the starting pitcher you also pull the DH so it adds it, add, it it's kind of a, a compromise between the DH land and the and the non Dh land of the NL. And, and, uh, they're going to see how it works. And I'm really interested to do to, to both hear what you guys have to say about it. And, uh, and also, you know, to I'll see start, I'll,
0: I'll start first. I'm not against it, but every time I hear of a rule change, my first question is what problem are you trying to solve? And that might be the project manager <laughs> in me, but like, I don't see a problem they're solving. Like when you say like, okay, we're going to, we're going to have a, a runner on second and, you know, in extra innings, and I'm like, okay, I don't like that, but I understand you're trying to solve a problem. To
1: speed up the game a yeah, little bit exactly. or something. Yeah. So
0: this double hook, I don't understand what they're trying to solve.
1: They're trying to appease the people like me who don't want to lose, don't want to have the DH.
0: Well, you're not worth appeasing.
1: Well, there's a lot of people like me who feel the That's same way. That's true. It's true. Um, so, and they, you know, and the, they the live in their mother's basements in, you know, and talk about war. I'll put this I'll put this in terms that Solak can understand. Pedro Martinez is, is pitching and he's doing really well in the sixth inning, but he goes but he gets tired and so they have to pull him out of the game. But uh oh, that means you lose Poppy as well. Ooh. So now do you pull him or do you leave him in? Ouch. Because Poppy's coming up to bat the next inning, so do you leave do you leave Pedro in for that last inning even though that last at bat, even though he's obviously gassed?
0: That's- well, that's creating uh, that's good point. that's creating a problem. That's not solving well, a problem. it's
1: it's creating the same strategy that you have to face in the NL, where you have to deal with the double switch, or you have to deal with subbing in, you yeah, know, pitcher, pitch hitters and right, all hitters. Right,
0: right. It's cre- and that's what I'm saying. It's creating a problem that Which already like. ex- that already exists in the NL. It does. I don't think and it's solving this, a this, problem. This, is my thing. This is this is this
1: is an attempt to appease both the people who want want a DH. It's a middle ground. It's a compromise, so it sucks for everyone.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like so everybody's unhappy in all cases. Yeah.
1: You're not, you're not compromising raw unless everyone hates it.
2: So I, I'll I'll get on my old man soapbox along with Abe. I'm I'm going to actually jump in and 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 agree with him as much as that pains me physically. That a lot of these rule changes, like the seven inning double headers and the um the runner on second base to start extra innings are a whole bunch of hooey and bs and i don't like them um because one of the things i like about baseball at least until this recent set of rule changes it was the purity of how simple the game was and um if i want lots and lots of crazy rule changes every year i'm gonna watch the nfl
1: where I still don't know what constitutes a pass. Exactly. A right, I mean.
2: right. Like, if I want uncertainty in <laughs> I have my no rules, idea. if I want people coming in and out of the game, I'm going to watch the NFL. That's that's just how, how that's going to work. Um, and, and as far as games taking too long, there is a solution that no one wants to take. What? You tell the pitcher to stay on the mound, and if you don't, you eject him from the game. You tell what? the batter to stay in. The, you stay in the. You stay in the batter's box.
0: So no wandering around and
2: instead of yeah adjusting your no, cup or, and adjusting your. Well, there's there's gloves.
1: that. Do the same thing to the batters. You know, like
2: exactly. You know, for, no, like
1: remember, you stay
2: you stay in the batter's box. You're given one timeout per at bat. That's it. I remember getting angry at A Rod because he had to
1: adjust his gloves every single, even if he hadn't swung the bat. Well, oh, he,
2: yeah, he adjusted his gloves,
0: Peter, his cup, his hat.
1: Yeah, and it's like, dude, no, stand in there. Um, but the other, the other, the other thing is, is to me, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a guy who has I pay for the package, and I, I have a game on all the time at all times. Um, I don't see a problem with three and a half hour long games. I don't have a problem with it at all. It's more baseball for me. And if you don't want to watch it, turn it off. If you want to leave exactly. from the stadium, leave. I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't know why we're trying to fix it. It's not a problem.
0: Yeah, that's why you don't own a baseball team. Because when you own a baseball <laughs> team, you're trying to make sure that eyeballs are on the set, right? You're trying to make sure butts come in through the turnstiles. And well, they
1: are. They just have, they'll just leave early. That's fine. It's not They fine. already got the no, money. No, it's
0: not fine because people start, people start, not uh, coming. yeah, they start to bail and go to other sports. Like a, like a soccer match. I think one of the reasons why the Sounders are so popular in Seattle, you can get in, get out in two and a half hours.
2: Yep. Absolutely. And- that's why is I that, that the norm for soccer.
3: all? Is that the norm for all soccer,
1: or just pretty it's much? A top it's a time game, game, so two, okay, yeah, two okay.
2: hours. Like if you're watching a soccer match, you basically you block out two hours to actually watch the match, and maybe fifteen minutes on either side if you want to watch pre and post game.
1: Okay.
2: There's maybe like ten minutes of
1: overage at most.
2: Yeah, I mean it's one thing
0: that we don't. One thing that we don't talk about every time. Every time MLB tries to do something to speed up the game in my opinion, it seems it to go on longer. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, so I'm not the only one, I'm not the only one recognizing this, am I? Like, No, you're not. No, okay. No.
1: <laughs> I was watching the Oakland-Detroit game earlier today uh, before we started the podcast here, and they had a statistic they flashed on the screen that the Oakland is like number three in the league this year so far in terms of duration of games. They're averaging three hours and 32 minutes a game so far this year. And this is after they've, you know, they, they limit, the, they make sure the pitchers have bullpen pitchers have to face at least three pit, three batters. So they limit the bullpen substitutions, you know, and they, and they, they you know, it's they have not, the clock. It's and, not
2: the substitutions guys. No, it's, it's, I mean, like Sparky Anderson was doing like using every single person on his 25 man roster back in the seventies. Same thing with Casey Stengel. Like, this is not a this is not a substitution or pitcher change problem. This is a time between pitches problem.
1: It's a time between pitches problem and it's an advertising problem, but they don't want to fix yeah, the problem. Yeah, advertising, advertising well. you're
0: right. Time between it, time between innings has gotten.
1: Yeah, they don't bigger. they don't wanna they don't wanna fix that part. They wanna extend that part. That's really what they're trying to change the game is so they can pack in more more advertising and make more money.
0: Also, the instant yeah. replay. The instant replay is really, bummed oh
1: man. Me. Oh, what can I? Take, can what I, does it take five minutes to review
2: and then get it wrong? Can I? Can I? I have a soapbox to jump on on top of this <laughs> for both baseball and 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 soccer. So, a few years ago, they did the institute of instant replay in 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 worldwide soccer. Um, not at every single level in every competition, but a lot of them. It's called VAR, Video Assistant Review. It sounds like war, Abe, so I'm sure you hate it. But the standard, the standard is supposed to be – it's supposed to reverse clear and obvious errors. So what a clear and obvious error – it's supposed to be game-changing things as well. So a tackle that should be a red card is one of those things.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, whether a goal was scored or not, like did the ball actually cross the damn line? Um, And then the other one is offside, um, which is always the trickiest rule in soccer. But basically, are you past the last defender before the goalie, right? Mm -hmm. And there's always interpretation of this, but they have have taken what clear and obvious means, which means in my mind, like, hey, there's daylight between me and the last defender, or I'm like half a body length ahead. That's clear. That's pretty obvious, right? But like, Some of these leagues have taken clear and obvious to mean like, hey, we're going to actually like put a grid on the field and then measure like millimeters and centimeters and inches like, oh, you were two inches offside. That goal doesn't count. And I feel like baseball and football and all the sports have this problem. Like if you can't make a decision within 30 seconds. It's not clear. It's not obvious. It shouldn't be overturned. Call in the field stands. Move on. I I completely agree. And uh, this
1: week there was there was an example uh, of the Phillies game. Um, um, you guys might have heard about the uh, the guy sliding into home. Um, he didn't even touch the plate. Oh yeah. Foot went, his foot went down on one side and then bounced over to the other and uh they went to the review and the oh and by the way the umpire was standing there staring at his foot the whole time Mm -hmm. uh and they went to the review and they decided that it was still safe he was still good and it, it was like you went you went to the review we waited the five minutes and you still got it wrong i mean what they what they all need to do is there there's a there's a what they do in like um in the nhl what they do is they have a a community of review so they have like a booth in like new york mm-hmm. that sits there and they have all the views in front of them and they have and, and what will happen is the umpire will go or the ref will go over to to you know to, to listen to the you know people who are talking to the people in new york 10 seconds 10 seconds later they they have a ruling boom they're moving on game keeps going the flow is not stopped you know it's boom it's done These these twenty minute stoppages where they sit there and they we need to look from every single angle and we need to look from this angle and that angle and oh I don't know. You know, and and we live in a day and age where these things can be easily solved and they could be, you know, like they could put a chip in the ball, you could put a chip on the in the player's shoe, you could you could you know, you can track these things and have it be definitive one hundred percent without even the camera view, you know? But no, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna go to the V camera view and we're Mm -hmm. gonna sit here and waste twenty minutes.
3: Well said, well said. Um, we're getting near the end of the show, but I want to talk Seahawks real quick. Uh, Seahawks signed Alden Smith today from the Dallas Cowboys. We all remember him. He had some issues back in the past when he played for San Francisco, but the guy's a hell of a pass rusher. Do you guys like the deal?
1: He had some domestic abuse allegations against him, didn't he, when he was a 49er? Uh, yeah, he I
3: did.
0: Also, so. also, he said he had a bomb while he was going to a plane. No. Oh, that's
1: right! I remember him now. Yeah, the smart guy. Yeah, he got well. Uh, he, got, the, he got se- he got Smith duo.
0: Well, he got severely liquored up at a uh, airport bar, and <laughs> thought it would be hilarious to talk about having a bomb while he was walking onto a plane. Well, Anyways,
1: disregarding his past, chasing down a quarterback. Sign. Luckily, chasing down a quarterback doesn't require too much in the brains department. So. You know, I think it's a great addition. We, we could use the pass rush, obviously. Um, I haven't heard... How much are we paying him?
3: I haven't we heard know. either.
1: I, didn't see. I don't know if that number has been released yet. Um, it's still a brand new signing. But, uh, you know, providing it's a reasonable number, we're paying him. Uh, I'm fully on board. Is this the end of KJ Wright?
0: Oh, it's our, did... it was already the end of KJ Oh, Wright.
1: KJ Wright was... Yeah, yeah. that was good. Unfortunately... I'm hearing that you know from what little I've read on KJ Wright he, he seems to be having
0: trouble finding a team willing to sign him. Because oh. as good as he is, linebackers are not valued in the NFL and this is where this is where I get in arguments with everybody is you can have the best linebackers in the world money wise in today's NFL they are not going to get
2: paid. It's just yeah all there is to it. You, you 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 have to be a you, you have to be a hall of fame like a true hall of famer and then some to really get paid top end money at linebacker and i mean and in today's NFL you've got to be an ex, like that level of linebacker to really have the impact on the game that an elite cornerback or safety or uh you know pass rusher does
3: Good point. Good point. Um, moving on from that, a couple weeks from now we got this draft coming up. I mean, <laughs> are, are, obviously, what, do we have two or three picks, I mean, is there something to worry about? Even though we I, pretty much suck at drafting every year, anyways, in the first round. We have,
1: we have three picks left because we wasted one, right? Or we have we have two picks left. We have three picks. Left. I think we have three. Th- I think three. Yeah, we have three. Uh, we wasted one getting Gabe Jackson, which is not something I was fully on board for, but, um, because we desperately need the picks. Um, but we'll, you know, the, the, one thing that Schneider and Carol have shown, they are, they are good with the middle rounds in terms of getting value for their pick. It, they, they're absolutely terrible at first round judgments, but in terms of the middle rounds, they usually can find some good talent. And so I'm not too worried about it, but we, we don't have enough picks. We really need a lot more.
0: Yeah. We have a second round pick. We have no third round picks, and then I forget what the other two are. My a fourth
1: expe- and a fifth, I think. My expectation nope.
0: is that we end up trading the second for maybe like a third the and another fourth.
1: We have a we have a we have a we have a second, a fourth, and a seventh. I think right,
0: and I'm thinking we trade the second for like a third and a fourth, or whatever the math, however the fun. math works on that.
1: Yeah, get some more picks, um, and then
0: you trade the. You trade the fourth for like a another fifth and something like I don't know. You try to get numbers. I think that's what they're going to do. Um, I they need the numbers because at this point for cornerback and defensive tackle, you need to just throw people at the problem. At this point,
1: yeah, we need bodies. You need bodies yeah. because
0: I I am not accepting what the with the homers on the radio are saying. They're saying, we're fine with Trey Flowers. We're fine with Ryan Neal. You know, we're fine with these guys. And I'm like, I'm not fine with these guys at all. The guy that we picked up from San Francisco, uh, the reason why he left San Francisco is because he wasn't good enough to be a starter there. So, you know, <laughs> um
2: we we So I agree with you, Abe. And and here's the here's the question I have. I mean, in general, I know the Seahawks have, have kind of like loved their you know, let's let's find a hall of famer in the 5th round, right? With uh, was it Cam Chancellor and uh-huh. and Richard Sherman, right? Yep. But it, what everyone forgets is that Earl Thomas was a first-rounder. Yep. yep. Number
1: Yeah, he was 5th pick.
2: And quite frankly, the teams that go to the Super Bowl usually have are like what? Top 5 teams as far as number of first-round picks on their roster. You you win with talent, and occasionally you can find those diamonds in the rough down, down the line. Um, I don't understand the Seahawks' strategic hatred of first-round picks and even second-round picks to a certain extent, right? Like, I I just don't I just don't get it.
0: I think the idea. Well, not, I think the idea, Rich. Them.
2: They just
1: don't understand the value of them.
0: Well, I Rich, I think I think the there's two things here. First, the idea is one the value of the 29th pick overall, there is no difference between the 29th best player from college and the 35th. Like, like, that's their, that's their philosophy, right? That, 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 I'm not saying I agree with it, but I mean that's their philosophy
2: there.
1: Yeah, the top guy sure. on their board, they think they can get him at 35 instead of 29, so they might as well trade down and get some like extra right, picks.
2: Right. I mean, stuff. I yeah. I understand. I understand the
1: theory.
0: And then secondly, and- secondly, you uh, being on rich, sorry. Um, the second part of that was, if you look at the track record of first round picks, except for Earl Thomas, it has been hot garbage.
2: Right. Like they just don't Absolutely. know how to pick I first round picks.
1: The other the other
2: guy no, um was Bobby I guess Bobby Wagner's was a second round pick right yeah, he's a he third was. round pick oh he's a third round I forgot he was that low who did we get the second round that was also from Utah State that year uh Running back Robert oh, turbin? Turbin?
1: turbin was a I thought he was like a fourth round pick
2: no I think he's First the second round pick, round pick. I think he was a second I could be wrong yeah. but anyway no I mean I understand the theory there and and of course you've got to have your you know your draft board and have numeric numbers right um but my i guess my point is is that you know every year there's going to be plateaus right like tiers of of talent and you know you, you would hope that they would figure out where those tiers are and where the big drop-offs are and try to grab value above the drop-off and then you know all these guys are all clustered together and, and i mean i uh, mean drafting is is hard but here's the thing is that you know the Seahawks have also been at their very best when they had high-end talent usually meaning number one you know first round picks in key positions whether that was the 05 Seahawks who had the best you know one two punch on the left side of the of the offensive line right like three pro bowlers on the on the offensive line that year and a Hall of Fame, you know, Pro Bowl running back, right? You you win by by finding inefficiencies or by being really really good at one thing. And the Seahawks have not been really really good at one thing, except for like the first six weeks of last season, when they let Russ cook.
1: Which they don't want to do again, apparently. Yeah. Um, that's not the goal. That's not Pete Carroll's style of offense. Um, but no, I mean uh, the other the other thing we want to talk about draft. Um, I'm curious what you guys think of um, the 49ers trading up to the number three spot, and who do you think they're going to take?
0: They're going to be stupid uh, and take Mac Jones.
1: Um, no, it's all jumping at once.
0: They're going to be stupid uh, and take Fields, Mac Jones.
1: That's my prediction. You think Justin Fields? Okay.
0: Yeah. They're going to take a quarterback. I think that's probably the. What do you think
1: about <laughs> What do you think about the rumors that they're going to take Mac Jones from Alabama? Oh, that's. I thought oh, that's really? what I said. I
0: thought I said Mac Jones. That's um,
1: insane. I think that I think that'd be hilarious, and I think that'd be the biggest bust pick. That that, that I mean, I think it, how much they cost them to get it. I will. I will laugh giddy to my stomach, myself giddy, <laughs> that's, because that's, you know. Uh, He's. I agree with
3: you. He's
2: mediocre. He's like that uh, Miami Hurricane quarterback, uh, Kenny. Geno you know No, 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 no. Like Toretta actually had some talent. Um, it's a guy Ken in Dorsey? um Ken Dorsey. Oh Ken Dorsey, yeah. Dorsey. Yeah. Okay. Where where he was just so tra- surrounded everywhere with NFL talent that I mean, when you have six seconds to throw every pass and you're both wide receivers are going to be catching the ball on Sunday, um. I mean, Alabama as a program and Nick Saban as a head coach, all all things being equal, they would love to have NFL-quality quarterbacks. They just don't value them um, because they don't need them. They have Alabama. NFL talent everywhere yeah. else. Agreed. And, and, you know, the SEC just doesn't produce NFL-quality quarterbacks. Well, it, it, it does, but I mean – Matthew
0: Stafford. It, 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 it does, Rich, but I mean like you end up with – SEC having way too many overhyped nobodies, you know, like guys who should not have been hyped at all because of exactly what you're saying. Because I mean, like the SEC has, you know, still it, remember they put out Peyton Manning, they put out Jake Cutler, they put out, uh,
2: yeah. Like you said, Matt
0: Stafford. Stafford. Oh no, no.
2: I'm not no. saying the SEC doesn't produce quarterbacks. I'm saying they don't produce them compared to the talent that they have as a league Across the board, at every other position, they get overrated. That's for sure. <laughs> they're they're far overrated. Like yes. they produce oh, absolutely. NFL talent at a rate that is about average with the other Power Five conferences. Like about a fifth of the quarterbacks in the NFL are from the SEC. Well, and with with Mac Jones,
1: I mean, you know, the man the man played behind an NFL offensive line and had. Three of the greatest wide receivers, like, yeah, in recent history, yeah. uh, yeah. and and you know, a great running back. And it, I mean, I could have looked good behind that offensive line with those, yeah. skill players. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I mean, I soul man, you're gonna you're gonna hate me, but it's like Mark, uh, Mark Rippen, the 1991 Washington Redskins, the guy's oh, yeah. shirt never got dirty, no, it did. And I don't, I don't and, remember. Yeah. Remember,
1: I just want to say one last thing about about him. This is a guy who couldn't beat out Tua for the quarterback position.
2: Yeah, and Tua
1: is failing right now in Miami, failing hard.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. let, but let's. Yeah. It's Miami. I mean, is it really Tua or is it Miami? That's a no, good team. Tua. That's a that good team. Miami's
0: pretty good this last year.
1: Yeah. That roster is pretty talented. Tua's is terrible. If you if you notice anything, go look at when Ryan Fitzgerald was in the uh, in the in the uh, pocket Fitz, versus when Tua was in the pocket. Mm, yeah, competence in the pocket. And that team. So was maybe
2: maybe the SEC quarterbacks aren't very good. Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think that's I kind don't of know, my The
1: Seahawks, Seahawks are gonna are gonna be hurting against Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff this year. Let me tell you, that's a huge upgrade. Oh, you know I agree.
2: Stafford is also did not play in the SEC. He yeah, played he at Vanderbilt. No, that's Jake Cutler. Oh, yeah. Stafford was Georgia. Stafford was in Georgia. Georgia. Oh, that's right. You're right. Okay, my bad. And Vandy's in the SEC. Uh, no, they're not. They, they they're allegedly in the SEC. They're, they are not an SEC team. They they're have they're, they're the there. The,
0: they're there to raise talent. They're there to to do the homework. There to for raise the, the GPA. Yeah, they're yes. there to do the homework for their
3: jobs. <laughs> I think it's time for shout-outs, uh, am, am I correct, or do you guys have something else you want to get off your chest, real quick?
2: I I have one thing I want to because it was on the it was in the rundown. Yaciel Puig, go away! You overrated, overhyped, nothing burger of a of a major league player. You were six hundred forty third all time in home runs. Oh god. <laughs> okay, Will Myers, you're right between Will Myers and Juan Rivera. Okay. Wow. Okay. We did your research. That's, actually, that's
1: impressive because Will Myers has played like 10 more seasons than he has.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy is it also is makes a like of extremely overpaid underperforming disappointments.
0: Um, Rich, Rich, you're and the And now f-
2: he's got a, a, a sexual assault allegation, which. Oh. Rich, I mean, you're the very Ludo's- first
0: person to do a reverse shout out.
2: Yes. You, this is yes.
1: a shout <laughs> down. No, I, I didn't <laughs> want to get Solak uh weekend he was here.
2: Okay. You're doing <laughs> a anyway, shout, yeah. So that's my reverse shout out. Go away, Yasiel Puig. We're tired of you. Enjoy your, you know, your generational changing money that you've earned, but get off. Get off of the the front porch, go away, (laughs) retire. Old
3: man. I'm going to go next. I'm going to go to my. I have a shout out and a comment about our our show next week. I have a shout out actually to. uh, We work with the Linwood Police Department. They lost one of their officers this last week, Officer Brinkman. Mm -hmm. We, We used to deal, work with him on a daily basis, real nice guy. And he passed away of a heart attack, like just days before his retirement. So. I just wanted to give a shout out and thoughts and prayers to his family. And um, next week we have Stephanie Morel, the general manager of the Bellingham bells the summer league for the West coast, the summer team for the West coast league for college baseball. We cover them every year. She's going to be on the program. So looking forward to Matt and I will be chatting with her next week. So it's one awesome. To let That's you guys
1: great. know that. How about you, Matthew, Oh, Matthew. Uh, well, okay. My final comment is that I want to I want to let uh, you know, everyone know that I disagree with Abraham. Um, just in general, just there's no <laughs> just as a rule, I disagree with him. Uh, but no, shout out, shout out to uh, the Everett Au- Aqua Sox as always. Uh, you know we're, uh, we're we're currently composing uh, some articles for the programs for you guys to check out when you go to the games. The CSU is writing for their uh, for the program. Check them out this year. They buy some buy some merch. Come support them in, in person. Uh, it'll be limited seating at least for at least for May. Uh, we're hoping that you know with as everyone gets vaccinated, they they're able to open up the, the, uh, the stadium more for the longer season. Um, but, uh, you know, check out, come, come, come root for the Aqua Sox.
0: Yeah. I'll give my, uh, shout out here. And that's, uh, to Tarek, uh, Scoble, the former Seattle U- University Red Hawk pitcher. Who's now with the Detroit Tigers had a pretty good outing tonight. And, um, that's it. We're done. Show's over. We're heading home. Thank you everybody for joining us this week. Uh, check us out next week again with, us. Uh, with Stephanie Morel, the uh, GM of the uh, the West Coast League, Bellingham Bells, we are the Seattle Sports Team. Check us out at Seattle Sports Team.com as well. Check us out here on Podbean, as well as iTunes, as well as Spotify, and check out all. Check us out on our social media on Facebook and Twitter at Seattle Sportsu. See you guys next time. Later.